that's what's most appealing to me is that um, it, it's a healing. It's music is healing to me. That's Nikki White. I'm Jamie Green, and this is Trading Force. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Trading Force. I'm your host, Jamie Green, and this is episode 104. One of my favorite John Lennon lines is, Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans, and man, did he nail that one. As you might remember, I did the COVID-30, meaning that I put 30 pounds on sitting around in my house. I didn't feel safe at the gym, so I quit my membership, compound that with a lot of stress eating, and the fact my wife loves to bake when she's stressed out, and you've got the perfect storm of weight gain. So this year I told myself I was serious. I was going to get back into shape. I downloaded a calorie counter app. I did cardio workouts every day and I was having success. I'm down 14 pounds from January 1. Fast forward to this weekend where I signed up to run the Pat Tillman Memorial Run virtually here in Kansas City. I went to graduate school at Arizona State and I'm very familiar with Pat's story. This was the third time I was running this race. It's a really good cause, but let me tell you, third time's not a charm. It's feeling great, man. Beautiful day in Kansas City. Running at a really good clip for a 54-year-old schmo. When I saw a small branch on the road, I thought to myself, don't trip over that. I'll jump over it. And when I landed on it, felt like an explosion in my left foot. I just collapsed and rolled over on the ground. Turns out I have a Jones fracture, and now I'm getting outpatient surgery on May 5th. Worst Cinco de Mayo ever. So John was right. Life happens, or maybe it shit happens when you're making other plans. No more jogs for quite a while, but the surgeon assures me once he places a screw into my foot, ouch, I'll be out of the boot and back to normal sooner than later. So why am I telling you all this? Because I'm a week behind on podcast, people. Sorry about that. Life definitely does happen when you're making other plans. So apologies to my guest today, Nikki White, a Kansas City singer-songwriter with some amazing stories. She casually drops a nugget about one-third into this conversation. But before we get to Nikki, friend of the pod, all-around good egg, Tyson Leslie is joining me. Tyson not only has been on guest on this podcast, but also graciously played both piano part and Hammond B3 part on this schmo's theme song for the podcast. You hear it every week, people. That's him on the Ivories. He's great. Phenomenal. Tyson has a fun event coming up here soon in Kansas City, and he's going to tell you all about it. So let's get started. Here's my quick update with Tyson Leslie. Well, Tyson, it's good to see you. It's strange. You've moved back here. We see a lot of the same people, but never at the same time. And I need to come out and see it. So let's, let's talk first about, so you're doing Jerry's on Tuesday nights. Jerry's I'm a Jerry's Bait Shop on Tuesdays. Yeah, we do, uh, or we, I guess I do seven to 10. Sometimes I start a little later and go later or, you know, it's pretty open. It's pretty loose and it's just a hundred percent request, all request show. Uh, I've got, there's an app called song me that I, that I've been using where people can go look at the, my song list that has about 3000 some songs in it. And, uh, they can pick from it, you know, pick songs from there. And then, or, you know, they just pick whatever they want though, really, or just write it down or just yell it at me. I don't really care. I'm pretty easy. It's, you know, it, I, I've only done two of those shows. I did the very first one only had four people at it. And so I tripled my audience this week. I had 12 wow. people this week. So 
if we just keep building that up, you know, we uh, Tuesdays could be a fun night. And and the thing about it is, you know, we did the we do it seven to ten because I mean people got to work and stuff, and people don't like to go out on Tuesdays anyway. So it's kind of dinner time. Yep. Um, the, you know, they do have food there, pizza and stuff like that. So you know, come out and hang out. It's, uh, it's it's pretty fun and it's real laid back and you know there's no pressure about any of it. It's just if I know it, I'll play it. That's about it. Well, three thousand songs—that's ridiculous. Yep. That's, that's stupid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a product of me being a big fat music nerd my whole life. Well, know? is that from your days of the dueling piano kind of shows, or I it mean... definitely that certainly helped. Yeah, <laughs> I think the dueling piano shows helped me a lot, and especially with like more current music from two thousand five on. I don't think there. I think there's a lot of stuff in that time period i probably would have missed had i not had the dueling piano job that made me have to learn current music because yeah. a lot of i'm old man i don't really like a lot of current music i like some of it though I, there, there's definitely a lot of things out there i dig a lot like i went and took my son to see billy eilish a few weeks ago and it was amazing you know so i like stuff you know there's just certain things that catch my eye plus there's tons and tons of current music that's not on the radio that's amazing but you're not going to hear it you know Yep. It's just not going to make the airwaves or whatever. So we are here, and why I wanted you to check in because this is this is super cool. Uh, you're going to tell us first how you're going to kill yourself to get to this point this week. But you're doing Purple Jam. Is it four? Which one is this? Yeah, this is the fourth one. Okay, so talk about somebody who we always going to know who he is. Uh, you know, Prince always will. Prince music, Prince whatever, Prince controversy, you name it. Yeah. Prince people are interested in. Sure. So th- this is May 29th. Yeah. At Knuckle. So. Tell walk people through how do, you've got all these people that play on this. How does this work? Um, well, basically the way so the way it's always worked. We started this. I don't. I don't even remember when I started. Fifteen, maybe somewhere two thousand, maybe before I moved. I don't remember. It's been a while since we started the first one, and the I I booked that show in a, I believe it was January, of whatever that first year was with uh with frank because I, I just wanted to do something to get our friends together and play music and kind of strengthen and grow the community of musicians in kansas city and um we booked that for the memorial day weekend of that year and then prince died four months later right which was really weird and um I mean, just the whole thing was weird anyway, but it was really coincidental that it turned out that way. And because I, I really was like, after that happened, I was like, shit, maybe I shouldn't do this show because I don't want people to think like we're trying to capitalize on, you know, like we're the dead guy tribute, you know, company or something like right. that. Because like we make a joke in Nashville about like every time some celebrity, somebody dies, there's a tribute show that's booked and and like, announced the week of it's ridiculous and it does happen there it's like that it happened you know when uh when chris cornell died it was not two days later there was this huge poster going around like about this benefit show and it just happened again with taylor hawkins we and funny because we were like a buddy of mine posted please don't do the nashville thing and just throw up a tribute show and make it all about you because it's kind of what it is in a way and and sure enough I mean, the dude hasn't been dead a month and I saw the poster a few days ago. It's kind of ridiculous. So I was really wary about wanting about kind of becoming or being pigeonholed as the guy that because when Neil Peart died, I seriously like 
within two hours of seeing everything on Facebook, a guy called me and goes, dude, we got to do a tribute. I was like, I don't want to do it. I mean, I'll come play, I guess, if you book it, then that's fine. But I don't want to promote it. It's not my show. You guys just do your thing and I'll help you out. But I don't put my name on it or anything like that because I just didn't want to be known as dead guy tribute guy. You know, like that's really it's a little ghoulish. Awful. Yeah. So um, and, and I don't think people are doing it maliciously. It's right. not anything like that. I mean, because these are beloved humans in our in our world you know we love the music of rush and foo fighters and prince etc etc so anyway um we did it the way the very first show i just kind of called all my friends and i hit up all a bunch of people that i knew in the community and then it kind of uh springboarded into some other people i didn't know like recommendations oh you should get so-and-so for this okay cool let me check her out or his you know give me his number and i'll call him whatever and it was extra extraordinarily successful. I think we had maybe 60 people on that one, if that, maybe not even that many. Um, and the idea is I pick 20-ish songs. Each song has a different lineup of people. Okay. And so I put out I put a spreadsheet together, and that spreadsheet shows um, you know, the column is song, usually like. If, if I do something that's not Prince, there's artists, but this is all Prince, so I don't need that column, obviously. Lead singer, background singers, guitar one, guitar two, bass, keyboards, drums, and then auxiliary for horns or percussion or, uh, you know, if there's violin or whatever else that's not those other instruments. So, you know, one of the only biggest, one of the problems I've had this time is a lot of people are gone this year. They're all, or they're gigging. So, which is good. I mean, I'd rather them, you know, if they're out making money, then great. There's a lot of my friends that are working this time around. So I'm still looking for guitar players, especially guitar players to fill out the, the lineup. Um, I've got, that's, that's gotta be a first Tyson. Usually you can't swing a dead cat and I'd hit a guitar player. Yeah. I, I mean, say that as a guitar player. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're more than welcome to play, you know, I'd love to have you. Well, uh, I, I'll play rhythm. I ain't playing lead. I'll, and that's fine. I mean, that's yeah. why I give, that's why I change it. That's why initially it was like we just had guitar one and I wanted to make room for more people. So I added the guitar two spot and that's just the rhythm guitar spot. So well, um, I'm gonna, and there's plenty of those available. So. All right. Well, so when we get off, you've got my email, send it to me and I'll, I'll take a look. You know, it's it's funny. I, I while you're talking about this and guitar, play, I, I think it's so humorous that people freaked out when Prince did the while my guitar gently weeps thing for the George Harrison and yeah, like, we're actually doing that in this show because yeah. of that. Yeah. And I was like, all these people was like, I didn't know Prince was, it's like, how did you not know Prince was great in guitar? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, like, right. that's been going right. on his whole career. I mean, more people don't know that he was great on bass or drums or whatever the hell he wanted to play. He could play anything. But I was like, guitar? Sure. You're really surprised by that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will see you soon. And thanks so much for taking the time. All right, man. Thanks. All right. Take care. Take care. Tyson Leslie, everybody. Uh, He's so cool. Such a nice guy. I am putting it up on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. The link's down there. Our entire conversation was much, much, much longer than that, and we talked about a lot of fun things, so I'm putting that. Uh, there's a link down there. Please check it out. You can watch our entire conversation. His little daughter showed up about, I don't know, halfway through our conversation. She's so freaking cute. So uh, I don't want my wife to watch that, though, because my wife always wanted the daughter, and we're way too old to have another kid, so... Anyway, uh, come out Purple Jam, May 20th. You're going to see the Schmo play guitar. I'm on two tracks. 
I followed up. It's happening. Uh, so that's it. So let's get right into it with Nikki White. Here's my conversation with her. So, Nikki, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's, it's so nice to finally kind of meet you. I guess we're virtually, but I, I think a good yeah. place to start is it, it appears from me watching you. I don't stalk. I don't lurk too much, but I, I see in my feed that you, you're getting to play out quite a bit again. So tell me a little bit about, as we hopefully are turning the corner on COVID, how, how is it going for you for live shows? Live shows? Um, yeah, I've been steady, steady, busy playing around Kansas City. I've got to travel a little bit. Where do you like to play out? Like, what, what's, a, what's a happy, what's a gig that shows up on your calendar? Like, oh, I, I always dig playing at this place. Recently, I have enjoyed playing at Kane's Family Farm. Have you been there? I have not. I've, a lot of my friends have played out there, but I have not been out there. This is out in Tonganoxie, correct? Is that where it is? Yes. Yes. So You've tell me, go. so tell me about this venue. What's it like? Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. So I played there for the second time on Friday night and the well the first time I played there I pulled up the dog on the family farm mm. greeted my car <laughs> That's greeted great. greeted me at my car mm. and I was like okay this is gonna I have a great feeling about this so that was awesome and she did it again when I came there the second time too so it's like her thing that's what she does and then, yeah, so the owner, Todd, he is one of the most laid back people I've ever met and one of the biggest hearts I've ever met. And so he just loves listening to artists do their thing. And he will just sit back in the room, in the back of the room or at the bar and close his eyes and really get into it. And I just feel at home at that place. It's always nice to play somewhere where you're appreciated. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm guessing I, I know this is true for me and I'm guessing everybody I've talked to, it's always weird where you get booked somewhere and then they like they almost seem like they're annoyed that you showed up and you're like, yeah. why the fuck did you book me that? Why am I here? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. It, it, yeah, that I don't I don't understand that. So, yeah. And I mean, I think, too, like. I think there's to an audience perception that maybe shows are always this ma always this magical thing or this like great experience but in my in my line of work like and I'm sure I'm not I know I'm not the only one like it's not always 100% like saddest sometimes people don't I play for people a crowd that they don't even like music yeah or <laughs> you know or they're just like they don't care about music at all and I, to me I don't understand it but I still do my thing and I, you know, and I still love it no matter what. So it's interesting. Well, I, I'm curious. We talked about this a little bit offline, um, but I have two sons. They are now uh, hard to believe, but they're 20 and 17. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so I was, you know, way into the scene when I was in college and did all that. And then I graduated and I got away from it um, for a long time. And I didn't start up again until they thought I was, you know, no longer cool and didn't want to hang out with me anymore. But you've got, uh -oh. little, you've got little kids. Right? I have one. I have okay. one. So yeah. little kids like to get up <laughs> super early regardless. <laughs> and I see some of your gigs are pretty late. So how, how yes. is that for you? Is it just, does it kill you or you just deal, you roll well, with it? I just roll with it. Um, luckily I drink caffeine. Yeah. 
I drink caffeine uh, yeah. and mm. I try to, yeah. So yeah Cheers. I this. Cheers. I got my, one of my favorite mugs. My friend Becky makes these. So. I, know. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. Go Becky. Go Becky. So let's talk about the creative process. I know you have done a bunch of live music. It's up on your website. I will put a link on it. So what draws you into in, in the creative process? What do you love about creating new music? The healing aspect of it. For me, I if I'm going through something, it's always been a healing thing for me. Sometimes, sometimes I'll be like, I need to add like a more upbeat, fun song to my repertoire. <laughs> and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll let that go and do that. Um, but the most appealing to me is when I need to process a situation I'm going through or, you know, I just, I need to feel something other than stress or sadness or boredness or, you know, so that's what's most appealing to me is that um, it, it's a healing. It's music is healing to me. Yeah, I find it to be very zen. Right. Definitely. Yes. Like really in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're a fender person. <laughs> I guess. Um, Every time I see a picture, you got a strat in your hand. Really? I don't. Well, well, you're thinking of my GNL. Is it GNL? Okay. The pink one. Yeah, but I'm looking at your website. You got a Fender Telecaster in your pick. that Telecaster. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that guitar. Um. So my dad, he he owns like he's a player he plays at home he plays in his in the basement and stuff and he has like all this gear and so and like 20 plus guitars and so he'll find some for himself but then uh. <laughs> he'll lend them to me um that telecaster actually he found uh for any of the guitar geeks out there on your podcast um I think he found it on Craigslist and it was made the day before I was born. That was very and cool. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that was made for me. And I do love that guitar a lot. Um, but yeah, lately I've been playing my GNL um in Shell Pink, and that is my baby right now. Well, it's interesting. I've had uh I try to have musicians, all different kinds of musicians on. Um mm -hmm. and I've had singers and sax players and you name it. I've had it. Uh, but I tend to get a lot of guitar players just because it's <laughs> what I most I just had Andy Timmons on. I've had okay. Ty Tabor from King's X on. I've had Neil Giraldo, who is um Pat Benatar's husband on. Wow. Uh I've had but I, I'm always it's always interesting with people because I've had a lot of people over the years, like you should go sit in with stuff and, they, and I'm really particular. Like if it's not my guitar and it's not set up the way that I like it, yeah. I really don't like to play guitars. It just doesn't feel natural to me and I don't like it. And yeah. so, are you that way too? Like you, it's got, like you said, it's your baby. Like there's certain guitars that like, it has to be your guitar for you to really enjoy playing it. Uh, honestly, no. Okay. I will. <laughs> You're better than uh, me, Nikki. You're, you're <laughs> less. You're less persnickety. <laughs> I am. I'm pretty like. Well, like I'm not better. I didn't. I don't mean that. But nobody's better than anyone, you know. But um, I just mean like I've been known to. I kind of grew up like uh, going to jams, and sometimes I wouldn't have a guitar with me, and so I would just grab one, and I. You have to adjust to that guitar right away. Yeah, I hate it. 
you know, but I haven't done that in a long time. So maybe I would. Well, do but you know, uh, I don't know. Do you know Brock at all from the old number fives? Do you know the, the band? I do, the old... I do. Yeah. So we went and I, Brock's one of my favorites and Brock was on early, early on and Brock's just a cool dude. And I've always he enjoyed, is. and I, I really like Brock's playing and stuff. And so they were playing at Madison's, you know, Madison's mm-hmm. and, and, um, and I told him, you know, cause I'm 54, my wife's 50 and he had to get, and I sent him a note and I said, Hey, we're coming out. This is like perfect for us in our fifties. Like it's a seven to nine or something like, like it's yes. like, this is, I'll be in my jammies in bed by 10 o'clock. It's yes. fabulous. <laughs> so we go there and we're like, we walk in, we can't even find it. And we're like, where is it? And um, they're like, oh, it's in the other building. And we're like, there's another building. And, and that used to be a really cool place in the nineties. Uh, when we were young, we used to hang out at that place. It had a different name. Um, so we go into the other room, there's no bartender in there. And it's literally those guys in the band, the three of them getting ready to play. And there's nobody there. And me and me and Kelly. So the first set, he's like, I mean, you know how that is. If you don't have a crowd, it's pretty boring. It's not that interesting. Yes, yeah. So he's like, giving me a hard time. And he's like, you come up and play bass. So I went up and played bass, which that doesn't bother me because I'm not a bass player, but I can fart through bass and stuff. And that was fine. But then the second set, um, he was just adamant. I come back up and play his guitar. And I was like, I want to play your guitar. And I hated it. And it didn't sound good. And I didn't like it. So (laughs) I will say, like, what bothers me um is when i get my guitar restrung and because i don't restring my own guitar um but i get it restrung and after like right after getting new strings that bothers me because really? it doesn't stay in tune yeah well that's a that's a fender thing <laughs> 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 i used to have fenders and i learned long gone because i couldn't stand it it drove me up the walls so. okay so what do you play i see some, I, i'm a some big, behind you i'm a big paul reed smith guy Okay. Um, and then that guitar is that's a Paul Reed Smith acoustic on the far side. I guess it's blue, side. isn't it? Yeah. I that's think my... I've seen that before at Guitar Center, maybe. Yeah, and then in I between had um I had that's an Eastman guitar. Eastman is actually it looks exactly like a, a Gibson 335. Yeah. Um, but they make them in China. So but they're handmade. Okay. Wow. So you can get them for about a third as much as the, the Gibson 33, and it's a great guitar and I love it. So. Oh, awesome. And my other guitars are, are still in the back because I was rehearsing with somebody yesterday. But yeah, the Paul Reed That's Smith awesome. Custom is my my favorite guitar. That's the guitar. I bet. They're beautiful guitars. Yeah. I kind of, I'm kind of like leaning towards them a little bit. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe I've converted you. <laughs> so uh, musical family, this, is, this has been a theme of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Probably 90% of my guests have come from musical families. It's really, really, really rare. That somebody's like, nope, just me on my own. So yeah, was true. it just just your dad or anybody else? No, my mom. Both of my parents are very musical people. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, my mom played flute and right. in band and then in our church growing up. Uh, she sang, played piano. She actually had a full ride scholarship to UMKC to play the flute. That's she a did serious school. Serious stuff. um she has a great ear like she'll be she'll be listening to me sometimes be like did you hear yourself you just bet you just slowed down a little bit (laughs) and I'm like no how did you hear that that's funny yeah it's it's super funny um and then I will say my parents like they both have such a great taste in music so what was your old man listening to on guitar 
Oh man. He How old is a... your dad? He's probably close to my age. This will be sad for me. I'll he, get depressed. He's 60. Okay. He's only six years older than me. So <laughs> 60 is young. I've That's right. Nikki. It, it really is. I'm telling you. That's young. right. You, <laughs> I you believe keep, it. You keep chatting. You keep telling me these things. Um, what do you listen like? Who was well, who was this dude? Who do you like oh, oh. on guitar? Okay, on guitar. Um, I mean, the Rolling Stones um, were big in our house. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, um, R.L. Burnside, like a lot of the bluesy people, um, like straight up blues. Um, that's where I get my love of blues music from. Is okay. him? Is him? Um, Bonnie Raitt. Um, yeah, that's interesting you brought up Bonnie Raitt because sometimes some of your clips I've watched, you got a little Bonnie Raitt vibe in you at times. Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, he, If he were here right now to tell you, he would tell you that he loves the musicians in Muscle Shoals. Oh, yeah. And he he lives there, like his girlfriend lives there, so he'll be in town here sometimes and then in Muscle Shoals, and I actually lived there for a year and a half All right. right, right after high school, and so... He'll tell you that um, Calvin Hawley from, he played with uh, Little Richard. Okay. <laughs> He's a great guitarist. And then Will McFarlane, who actually played with Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. Um, so that's like right now, those are his heroes, kind of my heroes too. But yeah. So uh, let's talk yeah. about Muscle Shoals a little bit because I don't think yeah. most people know. So yeah. For people who don't know, Muscle Shoals is a very small area in the South. It's Alabama, right? Is yes. it Alabama? Yeah. But it's like this dinky town, but they have all these yeah. recording studios that are super famous. And obviously the Rolling Stones would probably be the most, you know, the Stones came in. They did like, you know, a, at least two albums, I think, down there. But tons of people have recorded down there. And you wouldn't think yeah. so. For you, what was it like living there? Um, amazing. I loved it. I loved it. I love living there. So did you get to go um, like see all these people? Or did you get to sneak into yes. a studio? What'd you get to do? Yes. Um, <laughs> that was in my early 20s before I was even 21. So, okay. you know, so those were crazy times. Um, so I got to do a lot of stuff, but, uh, <laughs> but um, shoot, like, like some of those people, those guitarists that I mentioned, they just, there's not many venues there mm -hmm. in that town. There's really not, like there's not a ton of, there might be more now. So, but when I was living there, there was only like three or four main bars that there would be live music at. And so all these great session musicians and great players and um, they would, they would play out just like I do now. And, you know, like we do now out here in Kansas city at Mike Kelly's or something like, you know, like just at these small bars. And so you get to be right there. You get to talk to them and just interact with them. They'd come to the jams. Um, there was, I, I made friends with some of them and I definitely consider them my mentors that they shaped me to be who I am today. Um, as a musician, they they were just the most humble people, um, and <laughs> never were like name droppers, you know, like that that kind of 
that kind of person, like just um, very thoughtful and they were, they were just there for you. Like, and they wanted you to do well and um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I had Fred Wickham on uh, and they recorded an album down there and he talked about how what a great experience was to record down there that they got to, yes. you know, you like rent a house through like, I don't know, VRBO or something as a band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I actually recorded at the Nut House. Mm-hmm. Um, it's technically in Sheffield, which is right next to Muscle Shoals. Um, but they, uh, Jimmy Nutt is the producer and owner of that recording studio and he recorded the you probably already know um the uh steel drivers Mm -hmm. and then they won a grammy for um best bluegrass album yeah in 2017 i want to say or 2016 um so i got to do my ep i recorded that the majority of the songs there um and I hired musicians to come in and well, that's session really cool. musicians and play. Yeah, it was really cool. Was, I mean, we got everything done in like a day. Oh, those guys are pros, man. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was like, yes, like it's so easy because I don't really read music and okay. and I'm not very good at like charting out my songs. So you just yeah. tell them what to do? Is that what you do? Like, hey, it's going from like, G to G to something yeah. like that? Yeah. So basically they helped me chart it out and everything. Like, I was like, this is what it sounds like. I just play it for them. And they're like, okay. And yeah, it was, it was magical. It was, I would definitely do it again. That's very cool. Do you have any plans to record soon? Do you have any new stuff you want to put down? Yes, I have a lot. Actually, I'm in school right now at Johnson County Community College. What are you studying? Recording arts. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, (laughs) so I'll be done actually in four weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. You need to check out my buddy, Billy Decker. Okay. It's really easy to, it's billydecker.com. Okay. Um, he is a huge, he has his own studio in Nashville. Okay. And he, I don't know, he's mixed like 21, 22 number one country hits and done a bunch of stuff. And uh, wow. he's one of my dear friends from college and musical buddies and uh, very, and he's one of the nicest people on the planet. So. Oh, does he help other musicians? or yeah, yeah if you if you when we get offline I, I we can talk if you want me to I, I can make an introduction if you want to kind of go check it out he, he always lets Definitely. people come out and see what he does he has a book um, like how to mix oh shoot that's yeah. awesome yeah and he he's he been he's been on the pod too but we didn't tell any of our college day experiences because I didn't want that to be used against me <laughs> in a court of law <laughs> I wouldn't so, judge you. So okay. let's talk about people are hearing you for the first time. Obviously, I will put NikkiWhite.com in the show notes, but you've got some shows coming up. Yes. So you're playing, let me look at these real quick. Uh you're playing at you're playing at O'Dowd's a bunch. All the time. Every so Saturday. I, how'd you get that gig? <laughs> um, okay, so uh I did American Idol when I was 18. Wait a minute. Why why didn't we lead with this? <laughs> because I, I don't I don't know. I don't talk about it. People tell me that all the time. You need to tell people about that more. Wait a minute. But yeah, I don't tell. I don't really tell a lot of people about that. <laughs> was, it this, was this here in town? 
Um, it was in St. Louis. I actually had a dream when I was 18 that I was like backstage uh, on American Idol, which prior mm. to this, I wasn't really, I wasn't really super entertained by the idea of trying out, but the dream felt so real. And so like the next day I woke up and I got online and I was like, let's see if they're having any, any auditions. And they were in St. Louis. So I was like, oh shoot, I better get, get to St. Louis. Um, and so I made it to Hollywood um what season would this have been season 11 this is so this is funny i've had people so i've had cassie joy on who was on the voice yeah i watched that i watched Um, i listened to that i love her yeah she's great i just actually saw her in in person two days ago um and her husband's super cool um yeah and then i had Paige turner who was on the the, uh, voice just a few years ago she actually lived here for a while and I she used to be one of my buddies I love her too. And then uh, Josh Hoyer, who was from Lincoln, Nebraska. I've had him on too, but they were all on The Voice. I've not had anybody from American Idol. <laughs> so what's it like as a person? Like, what was it like actually going through it? Crazy. I mean, I assume it's similar to The Voice, you know? Yeah, um, they kind of made it sound like it was not fun. That the, Your life, you're basically... <laughs> I don't want to say, you know, in prison, but it was very regimented. You spent a bazillion hours doing it. It was ungodly long. And was that, is that fair? I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't make it past the first round in Hollywood. Okay. But getting there was still a long process. I mean, they make it on TV. They make it look like, oh, you go in, you audition, you get your golden ticket, and then you're there to Hollywood. Right. But you know, that's what they make it look like. But no, I mean, it's, I had to fill out like a 500 questionnaire, like give emails and phone numbers of all my ex-boyfriends. I'm like, are you kidding me? Is that <laughs> they want to find some dirt, a little bit of drama yes. they want to? Or kind of like protect you. Like, you know, um, wow. Yeah. So there's that. And then it was really cool. My judges were, um, I mean, that part was crazy, but the cool part about it was I got to meet Steven Tyler mm-hmm. and then Jennifer Lopez was um, one of the judges and Randy Jackson. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really surreal experience. And that's how I got the O'Dowd's gig was because Dave, who was the manager at O'Dowd's at the time, right? He, I emailed him and I said, I'm looking for gigs and... He said, oh, she was on American Idol, so I'm going to give her a shot. And so bless him for giving me a shot because I have made a lot of progress and had so much um, experiences at O'Dowd's. And I've been there for six years. Wow. (laughs) They like remodeled it. When did they remodel it? Oh, they remodeled it in 2000. 15 i want to say okay. 15 16 okay. around then so yeah yeah it's you know it's um it's like a second home to me now um because you got like a what'd you say once a month and it's like an afternoon gig right it's actually every saturday wow. i'm there every saturday is an afternoon gig so like you know that's nice for like people who want to be in bed by <laughs> You, you know. can say old people. <laughs> I'm an old soul. I get that a lot. 
Nothing yeah. wrong with that, man. No, nope. Uh, well, that's very, yeah. that's very cool. What and Thank so you. How, was Steven Tyler cool? What was he yes. like? Yes, yes, he was the best. He really was the best. Like, uh, he was funny. Um, him and Randy Jackson, they gave me a yes, and J Lo gave me a no. She's <laughs> she said that she didn't think I was ready, which you know, looking back now. 10 years ago it was, um, or 11 years ago, it, it, it made sense. It makes sense. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. You know, I know that about myself, people, my mom and my family might disagree, but I know that she was right. You know, I really wasn't ready. Um, now I, I, now I feel ready. (laughs) Can I snark a little bit? Yes. She's not much of a singer though. I mean, I know. if Steven had told you you weren't ready, you'd be like, okay, because it's Steven, because Steven, you know, can really sing or, you know, Randy's a huge producer, but anyway. That's true. You're I right. Mean, I mean, she doesn't, she can sing, she can keep a note, but she doesn't no, she can hold range. a tune. <laughs> right. She, can, she doesn't really have range. She just kind of no. has that, like. No, she's not Christina Aguilera. She's no. Not, no. <laughs> Steven Tyler was like, I really see something in this girl, so. That meant a lot. Shit, to you me. should put that on your website, girl. Why is that not on your website? <laughs> Just quoted at the very top, like, I really see something in this girl. Steven Tyler. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. You know, gigs, man. You gotta sell yourself. So that's I too guess funny. I, did, I, guess I, I don't I'm so glad that. I asked you. I'm so glad I asked you about O'Dowds because I would have never known this about you. I know. I'm sorry. You I'm buried sorry. the lead. And did you know that I um, I changed my name? Did you know that? No. What were you, Nicki Minaj? What were you before? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Um, no, Scruggs. Scruggs was my is my maiden name. S C R U G G S. Okay. And so I kind of yeah. And so I kind of I was kind of at that point where I had a I have a lot. You you could look up my my maiden name, Nikki Scruggs on YouTube, and you'll see a I'm lot of videos. <laughs> have fun. Have fun. Um, yeah. This was my very beginning of my career. So I felt like I had a conversation with a friend. I love DJ, but I can't think of his last name. Um, but he had a conversation with me and he was like, have you ever considered changing your name? Because when you look your name up on YouTube, it's like all this stuff that doesn't really truly represent who you are now. Right. And so I was like, yeah, you're kind of right, man. Like, and this, it was kind of like a, a fresh start. So after I got married, that's, you know, I was like, well, just use my married name, Nikki White. So, well, that's yeah. cool. You didn't want to be no <laughs> Scruggs. All right. It's such a bad joke. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I liked it. I liked Thank it. you. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I, I'm glad. I now yeah. I know to come see you. You you got a show that's for me and my wife. We could we can make this easy. This will be yeah nice and easy, and I can say hello to you. That's one of the things that I like to do. So this is my question for everybody this this year on the podcast because okay. I was like, so I'm a huge vinyl nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got rid of my all my vinyl, which was amazing because when CDs came out people were just like got rid of vinyl left and right and yeah. I have it all and then my dad was a jazz musician um and I have all his jazz albums like all the original verve and stuff so I have it all set up in my basement I love it so I'm asking everybody what's a vinyl album that I probably don't have Nikki but um, I probably should have in my collection can I go grab it real quick yes 
I found this album. You might already have it. Let's see what it is. Leo Bud Welch. I do not have that. So what I do you found... love? What do you love about it? Oh, the rawness. I mean, he's just this old blues. Um, been through it, you know. Storyteller. Okay. And I found this. I don't. I honestly, I don't have a, a huge collection of vinyl. I need to work on it. My record player is broken. My birthday's coming up. I think I'm gonna ask for it to be fixed for my birthday. Um, because I miss listening to this and my other albums that I have, but yeah, I would, I, I don't know. I love this. I love this oh, album. I will take a listen. That's it's what, a hidden gem. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for doing this. It's been nice to meet you and we'll come out and say hi and I'll uh, send you the link when it goes live, uh, but, but be safe and enjoy. And I'm looking forward to hearing your new music. Thank you so much. You made my day today. Oh, thank you very much. Have a great <laughs> afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. And I just want to make you happy. Never want to see you The suffering inside of me. It's just the roots of my wounds. Nikki White, everyone. Nikki. Tell everybody that Steven Tyler saw something in you. If Joe Perry said Jamie Green is a great guitar player, there's nobody on the planet that would not know that Joe Perry thought that. Got to do a little self-promotion. It's good. Really enjoy that. Nikki's super cool. Down. I've got more show links probably than ever. Show links. Nikki White's website. Check it out. She's playing out a bunch. And again, thanks to Tyson Leslie. Purple Jam information's down there. Also a link to the entire conversation with Tyson on my YouTube page. So, that's going to do it for this week on Trading Force. One week from today, we're my Gen X people. Fellow Gen Xers, unite. I've got uh, Tanya Donnelly. Tanya Donnelly came on the podcast. You probably know her from her days in Belly. And before that, of course, she was in The Breeders and uh, Throwing Muses. She's done super cool stuff. She was super cool. She zoomed in from the Boston metro area. She's got a brand new project, The Loyal Seas. It's really good. It's probably the favorite, my favorite thing I've listened to this year so far. So uh, she came on to talk all about that. One week from today, check it out. Until then, go out, support live music, and we'll talk real soon. Bye-bye. Oh, God.